an extra time podcast. It's me, Rob. Uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, I know we had a nice weekend here in Germany. We had some decent weather, had some decent football going on. Um, let's let's get into it. I'm going to start uh, just by going over the scores of the Premier League, which unfortunately this weekend I didn't get to watch too much of. I did see some highlights. Uh, let's see. Um, Friday we had Ashton Villa 2, Everton 0. I don't know what's going on with Everton. Uh, I don't think they've scored in the last two matches. Um, Aston Villa newly promoted. They seem like they're poised to uh, at least stay in the Premier League um, for next season. Again, we'll see. Uh, then on Saturday we had Chelsea 3, Norwich City 2. This game was actually in Norwich City. Um, Frank Lampard, though, got his first win as a manager of Chelsea. So a lot of goals in this game. Um, but as I mentioned, didn't get to see it. I'm sure it was probably a pretty decent game. Um, next, we had a Brighton and Hope Albion 0, Southampton 2. And then last week, we had a shock with uh, PSG losing. Uh, but this weekend, it seemed like it was in the Premier League. Um, Manchester United 1. Crystal Palace 2. That's just tragic. Um, I'm sure that uh, nobody expected Crystal Palace to, to beat Man U, especially at Old Trafford. Um, next match, we had Sheffield United 1, Leicester City 2. Not really too much to say there. Watford 1, West Ham 3. And then the game that I got the updates for didn't, didn't watch. Um, and there was a lot of a lot of talk about you know how the lineup was going to be, and the Arsenal manager was saying that there was going to be some shocks and some changes, but still similar result to how it always is. Uh, Liverpool three, Arsenal one. Um, Arsenal seems like they, I don't know, they have a long way to go. It seems like, but Liverpool is just you know maintaining. From, from last season. I mean, they, they have not stopped. Um, then yesterday we had Bournemouth 1, Manchester City 3. Now, I didn't see any of the highlights of this game, um, but in my, uh, my news feed I saw a lot about uh, a penalty that looked like it should have happened, um, and it just seems like Manchester City has not been having a lot of luck with VAR this year. Um, Pep Guardiola did his post or uh, excuse me post game press conference, and when asked about it, I don't know if he just didn't want to get in trouble, but he was like, "Don't ask me about VAR. Talk to the VAR officials." Uh, so we'll see what what happens with them. Um, hopefully, you know, every week VAR won't be biting Manchester City. Uh, next, we had Tottenham zero, Newcastle one. It's another surprise result. And then Wolves won, Burnley won. Uh, not too much, you know, really to say about the Premier League for this week, aside from that uh, Manchester United result, and you know what happened with uh, with Man City. As it stands right now, the uh, the table in the Premier League, you got Liverpool, uh, nine points in three games, number one, Manchester City second with seven points. Arsenal surprised in uh, in third, and Leicester City in fourth, Manchester United in that fifth Europa League spot, and bottom three, 
We got uh, Southampton with three points, Newcastle with three points, and then Watford in last with zero points and a minus six goal differential. All right, moving on to La Liga. Um, I was able to watch uh, not a whole complete game of any of these, but I did. I uh, was doing some flipping back and forth in between games. Um, so on Friday, uh, we had Granada 0, Sevilla 1, uh, Levante 2, Villarreal 1. Saturday, the Asasuna and Ibar game, I, I watched probably about 10 minutes of this. It didn't really, it wasn't really interesting to me. It didn't seem like there was, you know, a whole lot going on. Um, but there was the Real Madrid, Real Valladolid. I'm always going to mess that name up. Um, I did watch, you know, a pretty decent amount of this game. Um, it just seemed like the whole time Manchester, or excuse me, Manchester, Real Madrid was uh, was frustrated this entire match. And, uh, you know, they're playing at home. Um, they just couldn't, I don't know, it seemed like they just couldn't get it going. Um, either that or they were being frustrated by uh, the other team's defense. Um, Celta Vigo 1, Valencia 0. I had actually picked Valencia to win that game. Uh, Getafe won, Athletic Bilbao won. Then yesterday we had uh, Alaves 0, Espanol 0. The next game, the team that I'm kind of following only because, you know, I like some of the smaller teams. Um, Plus, I've been to Mallorca, but uh, Real Mallorca 0, Real Sociedad 1. Legonis 0, Atletico Madrid 1. And then the game that I probably watched the most of this weekend, um, just because I seriously thought they were going to lose, Barcelona 5, Real Betis 2. And when I turned this on, um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Barcelona was down 2 to nothing. I, I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when I turned it on, that's what the score was. But Antoine Griezmann decided to show up in this game. I mean, Messi is... Uh, He's out, you know, we don't know for how much longer. Um, he's, you know, 120 million euro. It's about time uh, that he finally showed up, scored some goals, you know, made it uh, exciting for the fans. And most importantly, they got the win at home. Um, after that last match, I mean, if, it would have been terrible if they would have lost this. Um, probably would have been be talking about the, uh, the manager or the coach, you know, getting fired or, you know, at least being on the hot seat. But uh, they excited the fans in this game, and, you know, Griezmann scored. So I don't think um, we're going to be hearing too much about Neymar coming to Barcelona, um, but I'll get to that later on. But it's good, though, that uh, Griezmann was able to do something, finally. All right, so as of right now, the La Liga standings. In first, we have Sevilla, six points in two matches. Second, we have Atletico Madrid, same thing, six points in two matches. Third, we have Real Madrid, four points. Number four, we have uh, Real Valladolid, uh, two matches and four points. And then in those Europa League spots for right now, five and six, we got uh, Athletic Bilbao and Real Sociedad. And in the relegation spots, the bottom three right now, we have Espanyol, Legonas, and Real Betis. 
Bundesliga. Uh, so on Friday, we had Cologne 1 hosting Borussia Dortmund 3. No surprise there. Uh, Cologne newly promoted. Um, you know, they have some decent players, but they're not going to be able to keep up with Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund is gunning to, uh, to challenge this year for the Bundesliga, and, you know, they're on pace to, uh, to absolutely do it. Then on Saturday, we had Mainz 1, Borussia Mönchengladbach 3, Augsburg 1, Union Berlin 1. Union Berlin, first ever point in the, uh, the Bundesliga for them. So congratulations to them and their fans. You know, they'll have their next game at home. Hopefully they can do it for their fans. Uh, next, we have Fortuna Dusseldorf 1, Bayer Leverkusen 3. No surprise there. Uh, Paderborn 1, Freiburg 3. Hoffenheim 3, Werder Bremen 2, and then Schalke 0, Bayern Munich 3. Then yesterday we had uh, RB Leipzig 2, Eintracht Frankfurt 1. I watched, you know, probably about 20 minutes of this game yesterday. Um, it, was, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, towards the end, Frankfurt was definitely trying really, really hard to get that equalizer. They just, they just weren't, weren't able to do it. Um, then the game that I watched the majority of, though, um, in the Bundesliga this weekend, uh, Hertha Berlin 0, Wolfsburg 3. And Hertha Berlin is coming off of that uh, game last week where they uh, tied with, with Munich, so with Bayern Munich. And it's surprising that they you know, weren't able to do anything at home against Wolfsburg. I mean, the first goal Wolfsburg got was a you know, pretty questionable penalty. Um, and then it just seemed like uh, Berlin was not able to respond whatsoever. Even though they tried, but it just, just wasn't going to happen. Uh, so right now, the Bundesliga top of the table after two matches. Got Borussia Dortmund with six points. RB Leipzig with six. Uh, Freiburg with six. And Wolfsburg with six. And for fifth and sixth in those uh, Europa League spots, we have Bayer Leverkusen with six points. And in sixth place, we have Bayern Munich, four points on two matches, you know, because he got that draw with uh, Berlin last week. All right, and finally, after, you know, much anticipation... Um, and I don't know why they always seem to be the last ones to start, but we have Serie A. Um, the first game was Parma 0, Juventus 1. I watched the first half of this um, this game. Um, you know, Juventus pretty much had control for the entire game. Uh, Chiellini scored the first goal, I believe it was in the 27th minute. And then uh, Ronaldo had an opportunity to score later, uh, but it was disallowed by VAR. Um, but I'm sure, you know, First game of the season, I'm sure Ronaldo's going to get his this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he scores, you know, 25 at least this year. Uh, so we'll see. I'm still predicting Juventus to, to definitely win the league also. Um, next we had Fiorentina 3, Napoli 4. Really high-scoring game. Uh, Frank Ribery actually uh, came into this game late. You know, he's a recent uh, acquisition for Fiorentina. Um, he didn't score, but, you know, it's good to see him uh, playing again. Um, then on Sunday, yesterday, we had uh, Udinese 1, 
surprisingly over AC Milan, zero. Caligari, zero. Brescia, one. Roma, three. Genoa, three. Spal, two. Atalanta, three. Sampdoria, zero. Lazio, three. Torino, two. Sassuola, one. Hellas Verona, one. Bologna, one. And tonight, we have Inter Milan playing Lessi. I think that's how you say that name. I've never followed that team before. I'm pretty sure that's how you say the name. At least that's how it's spelled. But anyway, uh, I'll probably watch some of that game tonight. Um, you know, there's some uh, Syria and uh, tonight and then tomorrow, for whatever reason, League All has a bunch of games on. So uh, I think they have, there's one game on tomorrow and then they have two on Wednesday. So there's actually a pretty decent amount of football, you know, left to the middle of this week. Um, with that being said, um, actually, before I do that, Serie A standings, I know it's only match day one. Um but we have Lazio at the top of the table, followed by Napoli, Atalanta, and Torino. And at the bottom of the table, surprisingly, AC Milan, Parma, and Sampdoria. Again, it's only match day one. Doesn't really mean much. All right, so moving on to League One, we had Amiens 1, Nantes 2, Angers 3, Metz 0, Brest 1, Rems 0, Dijon 0, Bordeaux 2. Yesterday we had uh, Monaco 2, Nems 2. Monaco finally got some points or a point you know, on the season. They had a pretty disastrous start first two games. Uh, Strasbourg 0, Rennes 2. Uh, PSG 4, Toulouse 0. Now, this game was pretty devastating for... Uh, PSG, uh, they lost not only Cavani, but uh, also they're going to lose Mbappe for about a month. Um, so I really, really can't see uh, Neymar leaving now. They can't afford to lose him. I don't know what they're going to do to, you know, maybe sweeten the deal and get him to enjoy playing in Paris again, if that's even possible. But there, there's absolutely no way that they're going to let him leave unless... Maybe somehow, as I've mentioned before, Real Madrid does something where Bale and Jaimez go to Paris in exchange for Neymar and cash. But yeah, I don't see him going to Barcelona. If, if he does end up leaving Paris, I'm pretty sure that it'll be to Real Madrid. But we'll see what happens. I mean, injuries can completely change up you know, how a team forecasts for the rest of the season. So, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. He's not going to Barcelona. He's either going to stay in Paris and they're going to try to make him happy, or he's going to go to Real Madrid, and then Gareth Bale will finally be able to leave uh, Real Madrid. I, I guess we'll see. Um, so, as I mentioned before, tonight we have in Ligue 1, we have Montpellier hosting Lyon. And then on Wednesday, we have Lille hosting Saint-Étienne and then Nice hosting Marseille. I'll definitely be watching that, that Lille-Saint-Étienne uh, match. I mean, because I want to see what uh, Timothy Way is going to end up doing. And, you know, Lille just also got a new acquisition, which I'll talk, to, talk about in a minute. 
Uh, but right now, as it stands in league, uh, in the one and two spots of those group stage Champions League spots, we have Rennes with nine points in three matches, which is a surprise to me. Um, in second place, we have Lyon. Um, you know, they'll play tomorrow, so they're sitting in second with uh, six points. Third place is PSG with six points. And then in that automatic Europa League uh, group stage spot, we have Nice, but they will play on Wednesday, and then everybody will be up to three games. But at the bottom of the table right now, uh, in the relegation playoff, we have NEM. And then in the, the automatic relegation spots in 19 and 20, we have Monaco and Dijon. transfers so uh, the last thing that I read was that uh, Barcelona was still going to try to to get Neymar from PSG um, like I just mentioned I don't see how that's going to happen with both Cavani and Mbappe being hurt I, I don't think he's he's going anywhere unless like I mentioned uh, there's some type of deal for him to go to Real Madrid um Frank Ribery signed a two-year deal to go to Fiorentina, um, but I don't know when the last time it happened, but he will not be playing in Europe because Fiorentina did not qualify for either the Champions League or the Europa League last year. So, you know, he'll have a pretty, I don't know, quiet season, I guess. Maybe that's good for him. Uh, less games and uh, he can focus on, you know, just playing in the league and enjoying his football a little bit of, little bit of uh, non-stress. Um, let's see what else. Daniel Sturridge. Um, no one had any idea where he was going to end up after Liverpool decided not to, uh, to re-sign him. But he's landed in the, the Turkish Super League with uh, Trabzonspor. Um, you know, so it'll be good to see Daniel Sturridge. And he may potentially get the chance to play in Europe because... Um, Trabzonspor is uh, right now in Europa League qualifying. They're playing against uh, Athens, so uh, if they if they beat them, then they'll be in the uh, the group stage for the Champions League. Correction: Europa League, not Champions League. So, um, all right, moving over to the Bundesliga. Uh, Timo Werner from RB Leipzig just signed a new contract. Um, you know, there was some talk during the summer about him possibly going to Bayern Munich, and then that kind of shifted, and then they started talking about Leroy Sané, and then he got injured. Uh, so there was, you know, some questions about where he was going to be next season, but he will be in Leipzig. Um, I've been following Timo Werner for a while because, you know, he's like a local Stuttgart uh, product, and actually Stuttgart just sold him like two, three seasons ago for only 10 million euro, which I think is insane, especially seeing what he's become. Um, Renato Sanchez, he, you know, expressed how unhappy he was in Bayern Munich, you know, not playing very often. Um, Nico Kovac, you know, said that he liked him, even though he wasn't showing it because he wasn't really getting any playing time. Um, but he was able to finally, maybe, you know, because he did a little bit of jostling with the press, um, he was able to secure a move to Lille in Ligue 1. So he will be playing with 
um, Timothy Weah and Lille. So I think that'll be, you know, a pretty decent combination if Timothy Weah can actually get into the starting lineup. But uh, Lille was able to pick him up from Bayern for 25 million euro. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors constantly um, about transfers. It's nonstop. But uh, with David Beckham's Inter-Miami team starting next March in the MLS, um, he's been talking about trying to draw players from Europe to go to play, to, to play at Inter-Miami. I know he's mentioned names like Griezmann and, you know, a few others. But I actually saw something that said that Cavani was possibly going to be moving to enter Miami at the end of this, this season. So it would be next summer, even though MLS starts in March, but the European season doesn't end until June. Um, so if that were to happen, you know, he would miss the first three months. But uh, that was a pretty interesting rumor that I read. And I would actually, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how old Cavani is. I think he's in his early 30s, 32 maybe 33, um, but I think Inter-Miami would be a good place for him to play, you know. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, what players they're going to pull. You know, David Beckham still has a lot of influence on a lot of people, so um, I guess we'll see. All right, so last week I was talking about the Campagnones Cup the one-off match between the previous season's champions from Liga MX, the Mexican League, and the MLS in the U.S. And I misspoke. I was talking about how, you know, after that match, when Atlanta beat Club America, that there was talk about, you know, the MLS teams catching up to the Liga MX teams. And I, I said the wrong thing. I said that in last year's Campeones Cup that uh, – Toronto had beaten Tigres. That was not true. Tigres actually won that game three to one, and then this year Atlanta won three to two against uh, Club America. Um, and then I, you know, was doing a little bit of research about it. You know, trying to find out. You know, I read something about MLS and Mexico trying to do like some type of weird uh, super league potentially or combining the two leagues. And then I found out about something that I had never heard of before. Um, it's called the League's Cup. I guess this is the first year that they've done this, I believe. Uh, it's four teams from Liga Mex and then four teams from the MLS. So for the first round, there's a U.S. team, or excuse me, MLS team against a Liga Mex team. And then it just moves on, depending on who wins, it moves on up until the final. So in July... Uh, and these are one-off games. In July, there was the uh, matches between from the LA Galaxy playing against Tijuana. LA Galaxy, uh, it was 2-2 the end of regular time, and then LA Galaxy won that on penalties 2-1. Then the Chicago Fire played Cruz Azul. It was Chicago Fire 0, Cruz Azul 2. Uh, Houston Dynamo won, Club America won. Club America won 6-5 on penalties. And then Real Salt Lake 0, Tigres 1. And now, um, this past week, the LA Galaxy played Cruz Azul. It's LA Galaxy 1, Cruz Azul 2. Um, but I got to you know note that Zlatan did not play in this game for the LA Galaxy. And then the other game was uh, Club America 2, Tigres 2. 
Tigres won on penalties five to three. So the final for this will be held in September in Las Vegas, and it'll be Cruz Azul against Tigres. So next year's version, um, they're going to double the size of it. There's going to be eight teams from Liga Mex and then eight teams from the MLS. Now for the MLS, they're, the way that they're going to do it, they're going to pick um, the top four teams from each conference in the MLS that did not qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League. So it's still not going to be the best MLS teams against the best Liga Mex teams, at least not for this. I guess they'll use the Campeones Cup for that, you know, which will still be a one-off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty interesting uh, little tournament that they cooked up. We'll see how it goes in the in the future, what they plan to do with that. But uh, I do plan on watching that final Cruz Azul against Tigres. Alright, and lastly, I just want to talk about the uh, 2019 FIFA Pusquets Award. Uh, this is the award for the best goal um, of the calendar year. So right now, the uh, the nominees, and if you have not got the chance to see any of these, I strongly suggest you go to YouTube or Google it and um, check out these, these goals because some of them are truly amazing. Um, first, we have Matthias Kuna from uh, RB Leipzig, his goal against uh, Bayer Leverkusen in the Bundesliga. It was it was pretty legit. You got to go see it. Um, next, we have a former winner of this, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic for the LA Galaxy. It was a goal against um, Toronto FC. Um, I can't even really explain what he did. It was kind of this weird kind of chicken wing thing he did with his leg. It was it was <laughs> pretty amazing. Um, he won this back in 2013 with that ridiculous, I don't know how far away he was, bicycle kick in that friendly against uh, England when he was playing for Sweden. Um, next, there's uh, Lionel Messi for Barcelona. It's a goal against uh, Real Betis. Um, Ajara Nukchot for Cameroon. Um, it was a goal during the Women's World Cup against New Zealand. Um, I'm going to mess this name up. Fabio Quagliarella for Sampdoria, a goal against uh, Napoli last season. Uh, Juan Fernando Quintero uh, for River Plate, goal against Racing in the uh, Argentina Primera Division. Uh, Amy Rodriguez, the Utah Royals FC, as uh, a goal against Sky Blue FC in the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, Billy Simpson of the Cliftonville Ladies, a goal against Sion Swift's Ladies in the Northern Ireland Women's Premiership. Andreas Townsend for Crystal Palace um, as a goal against Manchester City last season. And last, if Daniel Zori, De, uh, I can't pronounce his team's name, Debrechen, is a goal against... Ferenvaris in the, the top league in Hungary. Um, like I said, I highly suggest if you get the chance to check all of these goals out because they are all amazing. Um, the FIFA uh, you know, nominations, they, they never disappoint. They're always fun to watch. You know, who can say who's going to win? It's, it's hard to you know, judge goals from different you know, players, different leagues, different styles, different positions. Um, but if I had my my say in this, 
wow, it would probably be, oh man, be tough between the uh, Ajara Unchuk from Cameroon and Zlatan's goal against uh, Toronto FC. I mean, both, both of those goals are ridiculous. But like I said, check it out for yourself um, and let me know what you think, what goal do you think will win. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search, you know, 90 and extra time. Or as always, you can email me 90 and extra time at gmail.com. I almost messed up. I almost had an episode without talking about VFB Stuttgart. So uh, this past weekend, VFB Stuttgart played against Escobarga Au. Um, the game ended up being a 0 0 draw. Um, Stuttgart, though, however, uh, went down to 10 men because they got a, a red card in the second half. Um, but, you know, they're on the road. Getting a point on the road is not bad. Right now, they are sitting in third place in the second Bundesliga um, on eight points in four matches. So, um, not terrible, but, you know, they could obviously be doing better. So, just want to give you guys a little update on Stuttgart before I ended the show. And that is going to do it for the show this week. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Catch some football if you get the opportunity to. Um, I'm going to have a bonus, or actually two bonus shows this week, um, covering the Europa League and the Champions League draws later on this weekend, or excuse me, this week, uh, the end of this week. And, um, you know, then we'll be back again on Monday. So, um, hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.